Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Now, the fintech ecosystem has been witnessing exponential growth, hasn't it? With the onset of digital wallets, digital payment methods, with tech and innovation becoming more mainstream in the financial services sector, it's opened doors for limitless opportunities for enhanced customer experience, right? I'm sure you've gone in and done some eye banking in the last few hours or at least in the last few days. But data has also become the greatest asset as a result. As the Internet of Things expands exponentially, it becomes increasingly under threat from cyber attacks that could reap devastation if not addressed. We find out how businesses big and small can address the ever-growing issue of data security. Niels Gerhard joins us. He's Chief Technology Officer at Utimaco. Hi, Niels. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Okay, Neil. Yes, we certainly need some thoughts on this issue because a lot of us are dealing with cryptocurrencies and digital banking. But we also, at the same time, do realize that our data could be in danger. And because of several high-profile incidents in the last few years, I think the level of digital trust has certainly been compromised. What can you tell us about the latest evolution in data security as data interacts between existing banks, fintechs, and digital-only banks as well? Let me share some thoughts on this topic. I think first, we hold a lot of our wealth today in data, right? And potentially some of the threats that we saw in the past have created damages in the hundreds of millions, not anymore in the thousands. And I think this is really something which we have to address from a security perspective. If you look at the security that you have today on the transaction side, it's always a race between providing features, providing a nice user experience and competing on that side and then still addressing the security in the right way. I believe that a lot of these attacks that we have seen in the past resulted from well-meant implementations of features and then those features being exploited because that is what you can do today with software. And I'm a strong believer that if you have a good hardware trust anchor that is providing you the security and protecting your keys, then she are limiting the risk that you have in, in your business, particularly in the banking space. Mm. So what have these entities done wrong? So much so that there have been such high-profile data breaches. They probably didn't do anything wrong. They basically focused on providing a good customer experience. The attackers are, of course, looking at Mm. the vulnerabilities and trying to find the right angle to exploit what has been built. Like the Nomad Hat hack was a good example of functionality built as a feature that could be exploited that was not secured enough. So help us take one step further. How to outsmart these entities? And we ask every cybersecurity or data specialist that question. And many of them tell us there's no way to do that. Well, if you build your business with some root of trust, it's a good starting point to do that, right? So Mm -hmm. if you have your key material in hardware, trust anchor, that's a good first thing. If you can manage all your keys in your business, if you rely on certain services that are specialized to provide you transaction security in the banking space, that's another thing. Certifications are yet another point that adds assurance that you have done a right implementation from a security perspective. Now, lately, there have been a lot of reports about various types of data breaches and security breaches, phishing scams being one of them, of course, ransomware as well. In fact, we just heard in the news that a counter-ransomware task force has been formed here in light of the fact that the number of ransomware attacks rose 54% in Singapore from 2020 to 2021. 
So as a company that offers solutions in this arena, what is your advice to companies that might be facing all of this still, in spite of the fact that they've set up an infrastructure that on the face of it looks like it will work? I think first of all, like you said, is the planning in the beginning and to understand where the assets of the companies are and where things can go wrong. And then to also execute this plan and do a try run and see if you're really protected. This is really one of the things that a lot of companies don't do today, really try what they have on paper as a procedure if something goes wrong. This is something every company should do from time to time to really see if the, the measures they put in place are actually resilient and protecting against attacks. Right now, well, 5G is the next big thing, isn't it? It is the talk of the town in many cities, including here in Singapore. And mobile connectivity is becoming increasingly virtualized. So how can such a virtualized environment be secured in the best way possible? Actually, virtualization is a very great thing to have because it's providing you the possibility to address IoT and critical infrastructure using the same hardware components, using the same networks. This is really something that we need. And and the virtualization is something that also adds security in terms of how they actually segregate data from one customer to the next. But, of course, it still needs protection at the root because if that can be exploited and if you can pretend, for instance, to be an emergency service using priority on the network, that is really something that you should avoid. And this is something which, again, you can do with modern technology, that, that a hardware root of trust and proper key management in place. What is Utimaco's approach to providing security for companies, both big and small here? How do you set things up? How do you ensure that there is compliance and that every staff member, every individual is also sufficiently educated in order to make sure that everything flows as it should? Yes, I mean, Utimaco is providing a lot of solutions into different industries, be it like mobile network operators, banks, governments, critical infrastructure setups. And we are used at the very root to protect the digitalization services around that. And the interesting thing is that most people here would probably feel if Utimaco technology would not be there, because if you're paying with your credit card or debit card, that's something that's secured by systems, as well as if you may authenticate online or using a website. And this is what Utimaco actually provides. We are at the very base. So you will not see us, but we are protecting individual people to have a safe experience in the digital world. We've talked a lot about companies. What about at the individual user level? What would you say are the do's and don'ts and the mistakes that most people do make that they perhaps should be rectifying? I think that everyone should be aware that a scam could be very sophisticated. In the beginning, you saw a lot of easy-to-detect spams. People were thinking, yeah, I will detect that. I will not be victim to a fraud attack Mm. and to some phishing email, for instance. But they became so sophisticated that it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not real. Um, The attackers are really stepping up the game. And I think being aware of that and questioning things and, and rather taking the safe route and perhaps not clicking on a link in an email, that's a good first step for everyone individually. Now, related to this, Niels, is the shortage of cybersecurity professionals. How is a company like yours tackling this in terms of getting talent, the right talent? We are trying, for instance, to cooperate with universities at a very early stage and to get people on while they are still studying and uh, giving them opportunity to work in a real-life scenario. And I think this actually makes a big difference. They learn how the team works, how everyone interacts, how real-life protection can look like, and then they actually develop a passion for the business. And that's where they stay on and how we actually groom some of our talents. 
Now, Singapore's smart city ambition, I understand, requires the convergence of IT, OT, IoT. Talk to us about end-to-end protection in this ecosystem as a result of this convergence. It's probably one of the biggest trends that you see, the IT and OT convergence. Companies moving away from air-gapping their production, they opening up to the cloud, they use so many features uh, which are much easier to use nowadays and provide a lot of business advantages. And with this opening up, of course, they introduce new threats to their environment. And you have to find a way to secure this end-to-end. So you have to give every device, everything that is out there, an identity and to track it over the lifetime. And with that identity, you are able to introduce trust. You are able to secure updates, for instance, if you need to update a device in the field. And you protect this end-to-end from the device itself, a sensor, for instance, to the cloud where all your data is stored. And this, I think, is the essential that we have to look at it. All the digitalization cases, providing a route of trust that is actually a route you can rely on, build your digital services in a secure way. As we move forward, I know that companies like yours do take an anticipatory approach, and that is the name of the game, isn't it? When you have bad actors who always seem to be able to get ahead of you. So what are you anticipating in terms of trends and concerns in the cyberspace arena that need to be addressed as quickly as possible in the next few years? I would say one of the topics that we have to really discuss in that arena is PQC, post-quantum cryptography. It's one of the areas that a lot of people think today, since quantum computers are not really existing that are powerful enough to break cryptography, that you know they still have time to address that topic. But, but I would argue that if you have data that needs protection for 10 years plus, now you actually have to discuss post-quantum cryptography and, and securing your data in an age where a quantum computer could break today's cryptography. It's one of the things that I believe where really the time is now to act and look at. And with that, to overhaul all the cryptography in the company that you're using to be in the future able to change how you protect yourself in a more agile way. I think this is something that is one of the biggest changes that we will see going forward. Plus, of course, that a lot of data is moving to the cloud and you have to have a seamless security or protection between on-premise and the cloud. That's the other big uh, topic, a little bit more near-term than uh, PQC that we're currently looking at. The thing is, Niels, some organizations are very up-to-date and they're very on board with all of this. Then there are many others who are not, who for some reason have decided, you know what, I'm not going to get too advanced on this because I don't see a need for it yet. Or they worry about how much it's going to cost them. What would you say to them in order to get them on board, in order to get buy-in, to put this issue front and center? I believe that the cost of a breach of an incident could actually mean that your company is is not existing anymore after such event. And this is really why you should invest in time and really look at security seriously. It's actually a business of everyone. It doesn't matter in which industry you're working. It is really something that, that everyone should look at. And in many cases today, There are tools available, even free of charge, which can be the first step for you as a company into the security space. It doesn't always mean that you have to invest into a lot of uh, skills or software or services, but it's really something you should focus on when you build your business. You want to be resilient and you want to be around for the next years. Thanks very much for that, Niels. Really appreciate it. Niels Gerhardt, Chief Technology Officer at Utimaco. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.